Hello, and welcome to Faith, Final Drafts, and The F Word. I'm Darla Phillips, a host and producer, along with fellow screenwriters Sarah Hopkins and Rebecca Williams-Spindler. Join us as we share our experiences navigating careers in film and television. Add in the twist that we're women of faith entering into life's second season, and you might find yourself mumbling under your breath. Good luck with that, ladies. Follow along for some guaranteed laughs, a cry or two, and some valuable screenwriting and industry perspective. Anyone with a dream will enjoy this podcast video. Hope you join in. And remember, we got to enjoy the journey. Welcome back, everybody, to Faith Final Drafts and the F Word. We are super excited to bring you another episode. Um, we have the blessing of being up north mm-hmm. in Wisconsin at my parents' family cabin, which has been in the family for two generations, and this is just a super special place. So I'm really excited to host here. We've had a blast. It's yeah. been an amazing weekend, and the podcast is just the icing on the top. So <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Today, our topic is going to be IP, which is intellectual property, and mm-hmm. how that can help your writing career and ways to find it in unexpected ways. So we are excited to host you. We always start with our three Fs, so yes. we will start with that again today. Darla, would you like to go first? Oh, okay. What was my frustration? Does anyone remember? <laughs> Hmm. Do we um, need to cut? No, because I'm going to think of it right now. <laughs> okay. In our last episode, I was talking about how my final draft moment was that I turned in my most recent mm-hmm. dramedy. Uh, I'm waiting, waiting for notes. So my little bit of frustration is I'm kind of in that happy place where you can kind of make believe that you wrote a really great script. <laughs> and, and you did. My and- peaceful moment needs to end. I need to get some serious notes and get back to work on making that script even better. So. I get that. I told, I, it is. It's like the in-between. It's like purgatory. Yes. <laughs> yes. A little bit between heaven and hell, like all of the things in between, which is It's sweet hard. for a little bit, like mm-hmm. a week or so. Mm-hmm. What does crickets mean? <laughs> but anyhow, so that was my frustration. Okay. So I think I have final draft and I'm nowhere near a final draft, but I'm you know, very interested in what we're going to talk about today because I'm flipping a project. So I have a Christmas romance feature screenplay um, that I flipped the uh, synopsis or query into a book proposal. And now I have a publisher interested in the novel version of the <laughs> screenplay. Sweet. So I'm midway on writing a manuscript versus a mm-hmm. screenplay. So my F is the faith piece, and um, when we were driving up here and I was saying all these memories of coming to this place, and it kind of reminded me of a lot of my memories of my faith journey growing up. And when I was growing up, we moved around every two years, and this space, this cabin, has always been the one place that was the constant. And so it's just really cool to come back here and remember your life journey and my faith journey. And I was telling the girls, there's there's a dock right behind me and there's a bench on there that I have sat by myself and prayed. I've sat with my family members and had all of these amazing experiences with my grandparents, with my parents, and then with my children. So it's it's a it's a sacred place for me being here. So I'm just really excited that you guys get to enjoy it as much as as it's much as I place. it it's is. It's a great place. And it's 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 beautiful. It's, We're enjoying it. Yeah, the family <laughs> love that it's here, like 
you know when spaces just have like that aura like that yeah. is this place for me so we're super excited to be here and very grateful to my parents yes. for letting us <laughs> come and crash so we're yeah. loving it all right like let's jump into our subject a little bit so um one of the things coming up in screenwriting that i didn't realize was such a big deal was adaptations mm-hmm. and what the the technical side of what intellectual property is especially to screenwriters so John August, um, if you've not seen any of or heard any of their podcast or read any of his blog, is a place, if you're an emerging screenwriter, it's a great place to go to get really great information that is literally from beginning writers to the most established writers to the WGA latest. Like it's, it's just the place where you go to get everything. And he had a really great definition that I thought would be very helpful. So John August says, IP which is intellectual property, means in a general sense, it could refer to anything covered by a copyright, trademark, or patent. And for working screenwriters, IP means a pre-existing property that a studio is going to hire you hire you to adapt into a movie or a film or a TV series. So IP includes comic book characters like Iron Man, it's games like Clue. So we've mm-hmm. seen those yeah. movies and those franchises yep. come out of intellectual property. And I think one of the interesting things is given two different really great scripts, you have a Navy versus alien script. The one that's going to get made is Battleship, not the one that you just wrote on the side. And that's learning, learning that vernacular, learning what that means from a business side of writing can really help an emerging screenwriter because you're understanding the business side of it Mm -hmm. and how to make that screenplay have more oomph for you as an emerging writer. So that's why we thought it'd be really important to talk a little bit about that today. Most of the major blockbusters, especially dramas that are winners, are usually adaptations that have come from IP. Mm -hmm. And I think the latest big, huge thing in the movement of IP is looking at video games. So we are filming this in the spring of 2023 and The Last of Us just had their final episode mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And The Last of Us is a video game. It's a video yeah, game yes. that they literally wrote a series that has gotten a ton of buzz and Craig Mazin did a, a fantastic job and his team writing that. So, oh, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about IP. What are some of your favorite IP adaptations that you've seen? Either film, movie, TV, all the good things. Well, you know, the Oscars just happened a couple months ago and all quiet on the western front mm-hmm. right okay. and that's a story from a long time ago and then they made it into a, a, you know, a mm-hmm. movie and then it got a lot of accolades interesting so, yeah. I haven't even seen. that's one of my favorite my daughter's favorite movies right now really? and and so much of it is the soundtrack it's really, the soundtrack oh. is really good and the way that they shot it is pretty amazing there's a series of books by cheryl wood um that were turned into the Sweet Magnolia series on Netflix, and I love that series. Um, so it started with her first book called Stealing Home. Well, my picks were Forrest Gump, love it. The Help, loved it. In fact, the other night when I was right, this is so bizarre. I was writing this down, and it's like I, I called The Help onto TV. I'm not kidding. I wrote down The Help. I clicked through my channel and on Bounce, or whatever. They're listening. There was the Help. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I really love Catherine Colbert. Catherine called Birdie with Bella Ramsey as the star and um, directed by Lena Dunham. Now, I enjoyed it very much, loved it, 
Sarah did not love it so much. And now like, I'm offended because she said it was like me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that's so Darla. I, it was. I was like, I see why Darla recommended this yeah. to me because we were talking about the I shouldn't say you didn't love it. I, no, no. It was just so, it was very interesting, but the but the pacing and the tone was so, it, oh, it felt very much like you. So, so I love it. I'll cut out that part that she said she didn't like it. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say I didn't like it. I was like, wow, this is very Darla. Yeah. You know, when you recognize your style in someone else's story you're like oh which is a great segue into like what ip you're gonna pick and how you put your view on it and these kinds of things so some of the my favorite um ip that's been adapted um has been fight club it's like one of my favorite movies ever and a lot of people didn't know that that was a book first um shawshank redemption the game of thrones series was a good series um big little lies and we'll talk oh, a little bit about, that. yeah, we'll talk a little bit about how Reese Witherspoon and just how she's really capitalized on um, that the book side yes, of it to get the right. options to be able to do those things. Handmaid's Tale. And then, yeah. don't judge me, Twilight. Which oh, I love. Yeah. Right? Yes. I know. I know. I feel like, oh, all of you are just one. No, 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 no. <laughs> I secretly love it as well. Even even my husband and I still, we joke and laugh about so many parts of <laughs> first movie but right right and even just the way it's inspiring how the books were written and how she wrote them and you know that whole like if you know a little bit about the books because you know i feel like a lot of people read those books oh yeah when those came out and then when the movies came out it was like the mommy mafia like landed (laughs) landed at the local marcus and it was all middle-aged women were like oh what does this mean what's (laughs) the same about us no she quit yeah she captured the love triangle perfectly so team jacob yeah. Oh, I'm man. I'm oh. team Edward. I'm Edward. Yeah. Same, same. I love it. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about screenwriting and IP and just um, what we can do to try to lean into what this phenomenon is. And a lot of this stuff you were like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that was a book. And that's how things are getting made mm-hmm. now. Um, the draw to IP and why a lot of studios are, are moving in that direction. And they have they've been enamored with IP for obviously many many years Um, but the reason that it's so enticing is the way that it's packaged meaning you have a built-in audience you already know that there's a certain market that likes it so -hmm. that's less marketing those studios are going to have to do it's it's already a tried and proven Mm -hmm. story or character or theme that people are like in tune to and wanting more of so you're you're basically packaging it with all of the things that people are going to want without even really writing a word yet yes. which is really exciting it's the sure thing it is yes. and the sure the built-in thing. fans of the right. book and, yep and the sure thing is something that nobody has anymore oh, yeah. yeah right so well, whatever so however close you can Marvel. get to the sure thing <laughs> right yes. well exactly which is why they keep going back to that yes. they're like this franchise i mean you look at the marvel universe and and even how dc is switching up some of their things and how they're doing it's it's you understand it but it sometimes from our standpoint we're like dude i'm i'm just a mom there's no way i can write the next superman because i'm not part of that studio system or that exact system because all of those franchises and copyrights are owned so Mm -hmm. if you don't happen to have a million dollars to option the next you know reese witherspoon's favorite book yeah um you're going to have to be a little creative as to how you do that and that's one of the things we want to talk about today so some of um one of the 
resources that I've always gone to, and we talk about him all the time, is Ken Miyamoto. He's got great resources, and he actually wrote two really interesting articles that we will link below um, talking about IP as well as public domain. So that's what I'm going to kind of lean into next. So public domain is, it's basically free. You can riff off of public domain properties. So let me give you a little explanation of public domain, what that means, and how you can lean into it. So public domain refers to properties that are available for anyone to utilize thanks to copyright expiration. Generally, if something was published before 1923, it is in public domain. If it's an unpublished work and the author died over 70 years ago, it's public domain. And so there's a couple little nuances that go in there. The cool thing is, is you can literally Google public domain stories and you will see a whole list of things pop up. So these are the, these stories are ones that you kind of, like you would be like, oh, I thought Disney owned that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like Snow White and the, and the Seven mm-hmm. Dwarves, like those kinds of stories. So let me just list off a couple of them that I thought were really interesting that a lot of people were like, oh, that's public. That's why we see so many of these movies. So the Dracula, any of the Draculas. Little Women, Huck Finn, Frankenstein, War and Peace, Crime and Punishment. Like these are all just a smattering. And you think of the things that have popped up recently. Like that's free mm-hmm. for somebody to take a story that is known and loved for generations and make it their own. Um, the Brothers Grimm and Hans Christian Andersen writings. Any Western fairy tales have been like go-to properties, mm-hmm. right? So think of like Cinderella, Hansel and Gretel, Little Rod Riding Hood, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, and then again Disney has gone to those. And then the cool part is, and this is where you can get a jump on as a writer, is every January 1st, you can, they release the next public domain properties for the next year that have expired that copyright. So there's some really cool ones on there. We'll also link a list to some of the kind of the top ones this year that were, were released. So what do you do with a public domain property? So if you're like... I don't have a million dollars to option a book. <laughs> I, I don't even really know what I want to say. If you're going to be looking at public domain properties, what would you be looking at to be able to make it your own? So I don't know if we want to talk a little bit about that. Like things that you'd be looking for that you feel compelled to make it your own. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, let's take mm-hmm. one like that. Okay. So how can you put your own personal twist on it? Well, is it the story of Sleeping Beauty or is it the story of Sleeping Beauty's nanny? Mm-hmm. The, per, the mm-hmm. point of view told by the nanny right. who uh, saw all this go down. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's your own personal spin on it because yeah. you're introducing a character that hasn't been introduced before mm-hmm. or her POV yeah. hasn't been introduced before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we know that world. We right. know what the rules are of that world, maybe, even if we want to twist those a little bit. But mm-hmm. we know the basic characters, but that's an interesting twist. Yes. The, the point of looking at a public domain property isn't necessarily just to retell the same story. Yeah. In like a newer way, it's mm-hmm. more like how do you spin it to make it your own in today's point of view or your point of view? Is there a classic story that you can find on the public domain list that you that spoke to you mm-hmm. that you can put in your own personal spin on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And we had talked about last night flipping genders. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So one of the things that one of the properties that were released this year was Hemingway's. Um, men without women and it talks about his experiences in war with women or men being without women and i'm like well now we have women that go to war that are with the men 
And so I was like, how can I flip that into something interesting or compelling? And, you know, again, that's just spitballing right there. But looking at it from a perspective of something that you know that would be interesting about this this old new tale. So So moving on, um, let's talk a little bit about the second part of how you can have IP without having to go option it or pay for it. You can create your own which is what a lot of people do. (laughs) Um, Creating your own IP, um, you need to be building your bank of your own IP. So one of the things that you've done beautifully is how you have, you have a whole novel series that you could create into shorts. You could make a web series out of it. You could make a feature. You could rewrite it. Like that is your own IP. That is your own money in your own bank, which you have to look at the stuff, your content, even if you feel like it's, not very good or whatever. Like today we were talking about something I wrote and they're like, you should, you should send this in. I'm like, yeah, like that seems like something so frivolous that I wrote before or whatever, but it is my own IP. So having, knowing, like going back and looking at things that you hadn't looked at before, you're like, Oh, there's a little something there. Like what can you do with that? Get a, like you said, get an article published in a magazine Mm -hmm. And then you can take that magazine article and be like, mm. I have my own IP and you could write a script or a short about it. And right. then you're presenting that when you go to package this. So when you're pitching to execs, yeah. you're like, so it's not, I just have this screenplay original idea. You're like, well, this idea was so good that this magazine published it. Here's the article mm-hmm. that goes with it. Like you're, yeah. you're creating again, that whole idea of intellectual property of why it's enticing to the people that are going to be making it. Especially because... I think since January, there have been eight short stories that have sold for, I think, over six figures each. So, mm-hmm. I mean, short story. Everyone's got a short story. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> That's IP. sold to production companies to yes, be to made be into production. Yes, you can Google. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's all over Twitter. Uh, you know, I think the eighth one just sold a couple weeks ago. Another example, um, a lot of web series that mm-hmm. are that. If you can do that well, um, Issa Rae. She had one called Awkward Black Girl, and that was was picked up and turned into Insecure, which is an amazing mm. series. Like, and that's launched so many opportunities. But her, because she was so unique in what her brand was and what her comedy was, to try to get that into a script and only have that, like she's like, I have to show you what this is, yeah. mm-hmm. and then for people to be like, Oh, I get that, I see this, <laughs> yeah. and a studio was like, We need to make this a whole half an hour instead <laughs> yeah. of a five minute web. Yeah website or whatever so you know if you have a unique voice make a web series out of it so people get it yeah there and then again if people get it they're sharing it and then you automatically have built-in money in your bank when you go pitch a thing exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about you guys's own ip and things that you've done with it so the project that i'm working on now is a feature script or feature yeah feature screenplay that i'm trying to adapt into a christmas novel Mm-hmm. So, in trying to block it out into chapters mm-hmm. and take scenes and convert those into chapters, mm-hmm. it's a conversion process. It's part of the adaptation mm-hmm. process. And then mm-hmm. I've also taken a short and adapted that into a pilot. Mm-hmm. And that was because of a table read. Mm-hmm. So, I submitted a short to a uh, kind of a casting director who liked it and then she wanted it to be a table read and so that became a big Mm -hmm. to do and the feedback that I got from the actors was like oh my gosh this needs to be more than just an 18 page short 
this should be a television pilot. Yeah. This should be a television series. And so I, I took a, a year mm-hmm. and kind of worked it out. And it's a pilot that's doing fairly well in competitions. That's which is very awesome. cool. Exciting. Yeah. Fallen from Grace is what it's called. Yes. Great title, too, as always. It is. It is. The queen of titles. She is. She's really good at titles. So my IP, I have, I've done a couple adaptations of my own, well, my own, one was a book my husband wrote, and I did my very, very, very own take on that. But the one I'm going to share about is, it's a manuscript I wrote, a mystery thriller with a little bit of a spiritual spiritual twist not supernatural spiritual (laughs) and um i wrote the manuscript and pitched it um got a little bit of feedback saying yeah why don't you write that and i wrote a screenplay from that um but one of the beautiful things about adapting Mm -hmm. your own material is i totally changed the ending i didn't have any permission from anybody (laughs) i totally twisted the ending um in the screenplay it's different than the manuscript um but i figured hey my, I can do what I want. Um, but yeah, that whole thing was very cool. Inspired from my from a dream I had. Went to a manuscript, to a screenplay, and yeah, who knows from there. You yeah. had the ultimate experience of adaptation. So talk about yeah, that. yeah. So the third one that we kind of have listed here is partnering partnering with producers, um, and that has been my opportunity, which has been an amazing experience. So I had a relationship with a producer that had uh, my very first script in the shopping agreement. And because I maintained that relationship, there was an opportunity that he was looking for a writer for a book series that he had optioned. And I was like, hey, I might be a right fit for that. And so he sent it to me, um, sent me the book before it was even, um, and that's a lot of times what is happening out there. There's actually publishing companies that have branches and arms of working with producers because they're trying, again, making that entity go as far as it possibly can. And so a lot of books that aren't even published yet are getting in the hands of producers that will be like, do we want to adapt adapt this for the screen? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's interesting how that business side works. And you, you, I didn't, I never thought about that as a writer before. Like I was like, oh, that's all stuff gets made. And she said it very quickly, but if you listen closely, Sarah kept you kept watch mm-hmm. on. I mean, you contacted the producer that you had the relationship with, and you said, hey, I think. I would be a good fit for this. You didn't wait around like for him to be my, like. Right. I contacted my manager and I yeah. said, hey, saw this deadline article. I see he's working on this thing. Yeah. I said, you know, you, you want to go see if, if I might be a good fit for that? Mm-hmm. And and he reached out to that producer and yeah. that producer reached back to me. So you have to do it the, prop, the yes, proper right channels. But yes. I was. I was proactive. I, I was watching, yeah. you know, watching the trades and watching mm-hmm. the people that you've connected with and having yeah. relationships with. Like, that's how... You can get your foot in the door mm-hmm. for an opportunity. It might not be the right opportunity, but at least you're touching base on projects and the, it puts you at the top of their list or on their radar, which is just what I had done. So I had this opportunity to um, look at this book, read this book that hadn't been published, and I, I loved it. And I, I can't say anything about it right mm-hmm. now, um, but it's it was it was just really cool to have that opportunity. So I read it, and I'm like, I'll do a take on it. And so the, the process of what that was was reading the book, coming up with a pitch for a feature. 
because they were looking at, at a franchise mm-hmm. opportunity. So it was basically I didn't even write the script for the feature. It was just writing a pitch and then going in and pitching and having these huge, big meetings. And then 2020 happened, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which moving forward into how IP works, you know, those agreements are for certain periods of time. They can re-up them in 2020 happening. And they the producers came back to me and they're like, well, now nobody goes to the movies. What do you think about a series? <laughs> so turning this one book that the second one was getting ready to be released and turning that one book into uh, an eight episode TV series yeah. and what that what that would look like. And so it was writing up pitch documents for that, making a, a deck for it and, and going through that process. And now, interestingly enough, <laughs> we're coming back around to the, the movie thing. So the development process of something that started in 2019 yes. from a relationship that started in 2015, 16. Yeah. So it's a, this is a long game, yeah. guys. Right. And we all know that, which is why you should never have all your eggs in one basket with one project. There are so many things that have happened in the midst of that opportunity. So that's been great. But because I was willing to play the game, as it were, and, and go and try to do this thing, um, it offered it. He, he was like, Hey, I got this other book that you might be interested in. Cause in that relationship, he knew where I was at in my life cycle with my girls leaving and my husband mm-hmm. retiring and like a big, huge, big change in my life. And this book that he brought to me was Willow's Grove, which was very much like right where I was at in that point in time in my life. And I read it in a weekend in a cabin on a girl's weekend, which is very much in line with the book. And I was like, I would love to take a stab at this. And that created the whole next thing. So that first book, never met the author, never had a meeting with the author. Um, It was very much about just the pitch of the project. Well, this would be adapting the book, which is a whole new thing. And I give the writer, Laura Munson, a lot of credit that she was like, let me meet the writer first. (laughs) And so we had a Zoom and that Zoom was, and again, I'm telling you this because this is like, there's so many pieces to the puzzle and how many people are involved and how much collaboration has to happen. This is not a solo gig. And it was with the publisher, the producer, the writer, me, the agent, the, I mean, it was, it was a big meeting and she needed to know that I was understanding what the essence of this book was. And that was a beautiful and amazing relationship. I have so much respect for her. I had so much respect for that book. And I, I worked very closely with her when I was adapting that book because I was like, I know I have to get this right. This is the one that I have to get right because yeah. of what this book book was and I'm not saying that the first one wasn't that it just goes to show how different different stories and different IP and where that fits in the market and what it is to you and your relationships um, so it, it, it can be as much as IP is you know writing somebody else's story mm-hmm. for the screen so much of it is about understanding the essence of what it is so even coming back to the to the public domain thing like just to be like oh what would be the most marketable thing <laughs> don't go for that go for the thing that speaks to you because that's what's going to come out really authentic in your writing. So yeah. the last one that I thought was really interesting that um, Ken had brought up is way of ways to get IP is to be searching the headlines of magazines mm-hmm. and newspapers. Yeah. Um, you can also do the inspired by route. So mm-hmm. there's a the inspired by is an interesting way to navigate truth and how to, you know, yeah. use using real life events to create a fictional story. Mm-hmm which can be really um, challenging, but also freeing at the same time. And then, obviously, if you look at um, 
Amazon and independently published books mm-hmm. and independent authors mm-hmm. and how yeah. things work that way. I think you have a lot more opportunities of some of somebody coming in that's not going to have a million bucks. Right. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll speak to that. So if you fall in love with a book that you know is self-published from an author, don't be afraid to reach out to that author. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done it. Yeah. Um, most of these authors have a website. You know, click the contact me button, yeah. and you just give them you know a kudos about why you love their book, mm-hmm. and if they uh, have ever thought about having the book adapted into mm-hmm. a screenplay, and then it opens a conversation, mm-hmm. and then maybe that was something that you guys could work out and, and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, well, if no, you I- find somebody that published their own book mm-hmm. and they're looking to take it to the next level or the next opportunity yeah. and you might be the person, mm-hmm. to, do the person to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And if you're going to be good and figure out the game of this business and understand the ebbs and flows, you gotta, you gotta be able to collaborate. Yeah. For sure. Which is sometimes hard for writers because right. we're like, what? I have to speak to another human? No! We're good at that. <laughs> we're speaking to you. We are not. We're very comfortable with that. <laughs> Very comfy. It's, sometimes it can still be challenging. Oh, yeah. Be like, you're way better at it than I I'm better at this. Yeah. I don't know about talking to right. producers. I've been in a room that. with you. You're fine. Oh, you're good. Thanks. You are good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the adaptation process. So when... For instance, when you were adapting your manuscript into a screenplay, mm-hmm. talk about the logistics of that. Like, what, what, like, did you have the book out? How did, what was you, how did you do it? All right. So this is probably the way you should never do this. <laughs> I, I literally took the, man, I, I copy pasted my manuscript into Final Draft. Now, I'm going to say, I don't know if this is real or if I thought in my head, I seriously think. Something popped up on Final Draft that told me I was, too long. I was way too long. long. No, ma'am. Like you bypassed every. Yeah, you bypassed yes. You yeah. bypassed every rule. No. <laughs> but I can't really remember if that happened. It should have happened. But either way, I put the long, the whole long script into Final Draft, the software. But then, obviously, I just started taking, reducing. I, I chopped and chopped and chopped. And so yeah, I I just. Did, such an old school simple but it put it in there in categories by chapter and i just tackled it um you know just put in the scene instead of a chapter heading and just went from there cutting and condensing the the um description and then trying to make interesting dialogue (laughs) (laughs) but i it was really cool it's way better as a screenplay so that was my process (laughs) um so i worked with a, a writer recently she's a novelist and she was writing her very first screenplay. She took one of her novels and flipped it into a screenplay, and she sent it to me uh, to read and give her some notes. And some of the notes that I gave to her was, and I read the book too. I, I read the book. And the character, the, the female protagonist in the book, was very meaty, gritty. Mm-hmm. But then when to try to convert that into a script, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you need to have this more visual. Because mm-hmm. it's a screenplay. So we can't have all this internal mm-hmm. conflict going on in her head. Mm-hmm. How can you transpose that into action and behavior on screen? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a process. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. To, to kind of flip that and mm-hmm. to 
get into that mindset mm-hmm. as a screenwriter because it has to be visual. Yes. It's the whole show, God, don't yes. tell. Yes. I have to correct something I said. When I say I dumped my whole manuscript, I think I did part one and then part two. Okay, sorry. I just have to correct that. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. You know when you tell a lie? Part one, part two, ta-da, darling can sleep tonight. <laughs> I almost think it might be easier to do the reverse. Like, take the screenplay, copy-paste, put that in, you know, Word doc, and then just be kind of cool to try and just expand, you know, mm-hmm. expand out. You've got your whole, your outline. Um, I don't know. That might be. That's where I'm at right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, you, you touched a little bit on like headlines. And so, yeah, you can take some creative liberty mm-hmm. with a headline, you know, car hits cow. <laughs> like, you know, we heard that last night on the radio. It's like, okay, what? This, this would make an interesting, like, what? Yeah. We're out in the North Woods and we hear that on the police scanner. Yeah. Cow versus car. It's a title. What? It's the title right there. How did yeah. Bessie get loose in the woods? And then we're like, is it a cow? Or, or, a, or a elk? A female elk? Right. What do we know? Mm-hmm. But so. seriously, I mean, there's stuff that you probably read in you know uh the headlines that you're like you can't make this up mm-hmm. this is crazy mm-hmm. and if you change some names and change some dates and and take the essence of the story and make it your own oh, yeah um yeah mm-hmm. yeah well that's another thing about maze is a portion of it was inspired from a childhood trauma in my neighborhood where a man a man killed his wife and that is a little core a little piece of my story came from mm-hmm. we call that a headline public domain or being scarred as a child. <laughs> yeah. Something that scarred me forever. So you might have a question like, well, how do I option something? You can Google. There are templates out there on option agreements. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so like if you if you do the independent route and you just have a conversation with an author mm-hmm. and say, can I option this for 12 months? And mm-hmm. you and I can work on a screenplay yeah. together. And at the end of 12 months, we can submit it to a contest or we can submit it to your literary manager, whatever. Um, and you don't have to pay the big bucks up front. You oh, can pay a dollar mm-hmm. for sure and to work with this person mm-hmm. for a year to create something. And one of the things we were talking about last night, even like from the author point of view, they kind of don't have a lot to lose and everything to gain sometimes, mm-hmm. um, depending on what that story is and how close it is to them and what they, what their vision of what they want to be. There's a lot of authors out there that are like, nope. This is my little thing. This is my little baby. Nobody's touching oh, us. Yeah. I would be terrified to see that on screen because it's too much. It's oh, yeah. so precious yeah. to me. Um, but like, there's other people that are like, you know, when I was writing this, I was thinking about the movie. Yeah. And like, what would that look mm-hmm. like? And being in people being willing to collaborate because, you know, think about the, the age old, like the book was better than the movie. Right. <laughs> yes. And that, that is a challenge as a writer that's going to be adapting any novel or book or anything IP wise to like, but we were just saying last was night that you don't hear that very often anymore. I felt like that used to be what you'd always hear people mm-hmm. say, but I don't think I hear that very often anymore. I almost feel like, Maybe mm-hmm. movies are sometimes better. So one of the things with my adaptation process, and it was very different for both things, and that was what I think is interesting. You know, not, once you learn how to do something in one way, you're going to do it differently with different projects because of very there's so many variables that go into adaptations you know some of it is like the time in your life where you're like am I writing the screenplay of that or <laughs> what is the season what season are you in right now to be able to sit down and spend that kind of time doing that or are you looking at it 
to write a pitch for it and, and these kinds of things. So there's lots of different ways. Um, when I was adapting Willow's Grove, I literally had on my screen the book on one side of the screen. I got this ginormous screen, book on one side, screenplay on the other. Um, but I had a very firm outline, so I had my board behind me, and like I had... I didn't write it linear to the book and that's part of the adaptation process. So if you're going to adapt something, obviously read it first with the, the same mm -hmm. mindset of like, I'm reading cover to cover. What is the timeline and outline that out, you know, do your note cards, whatever you're thinking. Right. And then think of it when you, if you have to condense that down. And for me, I started with literally the book and post-it notes in the book. Mm -hmm. Like I was just, marking major things that were happening yeah. and then I went back and I marked the things that were visual mm -hmm. because you know like when you're reading a book you're hearing what they're saying in their heads or you can right. elaborate on you know the vibe of whatever yeah. the scene is and in screenwriting it's like get in get out yeah <laughs> or what are we what are we trying to show in the scene and there was a lot of things um for example, in Willow's Grove, where the women that were, they were sitting, they would literally be sitting around a table because they're having a meal and they're talking about these things. Like, that's not visually compelling. As much mm -hmm. as you and I yeah. love, we all love to sit around, but we don't want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, oh, right. we're just watching them sit around talking. Oh, wait, that's us right now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Are you loving this? Right. <laughs> but, like, if we're having this conversation while we're running away yeah. from a, a grizzly bear, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's much more exciting. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. themes of what was being spoken about around the table and coming back to some of those major conversation pivot points of what these women were learning and what their character arcs and how those that conflict was you know being resolved within them mm -hmm. we were doing it out in nature so it takes place in montana which is beautiful like montana became a character itself mm -hmm. for Setting. the script yep. like we had to make that yeah. very very special in the script so you're gonna elaborate on things like oh. that when you yeah so yeah. it's very different it's it's super fun like i said if you want to practice something like that public domain is out there yeah. or even I, I would caution, don't write your favorite <laughs> New York Times bestseller. Um, unless you don't actually got a that. lot of money. Yeah. So somebody's probably optioned it already. You not win that bid. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, um, again, th there's there's a lot that you can do with what adaptations can be, with what you can use with IP. You know, it's tried and true. You know, think about, instead of starting at zero, you're starting at 50. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you can use the shoulders of what that oh, story yeah. was and get a way way yeah. better farther down the road with opportunities because it is a known mm -hmm. entity or it has some counter there's something behind mm -hmm. it that gives it an added fluff mm -hmm. I guess that's a fluff and, <laughs> and way easy to write an outline from something that's already written yes <laughs> yes you can read it put your outline together your notes mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you got something to jump off of and then let your creative juices go from there mm -hmm. all right so i would love to end with this if you had a million dollars, just Ooh. kidding. If you could option any IP right now, anything, New York Times bestseller, old stuff, new stuff, whatever, whatever, you, what's the one thing that you would be like, oh, I would love to adapt that and see that on the screen? I would love to write the love story of how Kate Middleton Ooh. met Prince William. Yeah. Met that early romance. I think yeah. you're going to have to go through the queen to get that <laughs> I feel like that's off the table for you, but I love where your head's at yes, and your heart. <laughs> well, I'm going to say, because Becky, Becky and I both agreed, <laughs> because with um, with Judy Bloom's Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, just being 
coming out. Can't wait to watch it. We both agree that writing forever, Judy Bloom's forever, yes. and I would say we might all agree. But I was thinking, I feel like, yeah, yes, mm, yeah. that was one that came to mind that would be fun to do. And then um, when Sarah asked us, she kind of warned us she was going to ask us this question, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, what have I even read lately? What do I? Everything I'm reading lately are manuscripts for other people. Um, so like my my son Zachary is writing a a low fiction I'm sorry low fantasy Halloween story which is amazing. My niece is writing a I would say say more high fantasy um, with some action and romance. They're both writing novels right now, and so <laughs> I am thing. reading their things. I'm saying it's okay. Hey, I'll be I, maybe I could do an adaption adaptation on the fantasy story. Why not? Um, and then uh, the other thing I've read recently for a high school friend is The Last Roman by Brendan Greenwood. I, I don't know. don't know if I'm the one for that, but I think I could <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> I'm just reading for other people, I guess. And um, But then there's some old IP. I'm not going to say what it, what, what it is, but I had my manager check on it last summer that I would love, 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 love to be able to um, do an adaptation on for maybe a TV series type thing. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to put that out into the universe because mm -hmm. <laughs> it will be gone. <laughs> it might already be gone. So my, um, my dream adaptation from the word go has been Ashley's war. Mm. So my first script was based on a fictional characters and I had been writing the script and then Ashley's war was released and I actually read it here at the cabin. Like, mm -hmm. um, but it's the real life story of what I was writing fictionally. Mm. And it's so, it was so, it was so well written. Um, I would love to see that on the screen. And I'm like, pick me. Here's the perfect script sample for it. You know, exactly. and understanding that world. And it's, it was so well done. And I know that there's a lot of female veterans out there that would love to see that on the screen. Um, it needs to be done. I know it's in development. I think they've gone through a couple of writers. Um, Reese Witherspoon has the rights to it right now. So it, it needs to get done. <laughs> it's, it's an incredibly inspiring um, story, true, true life story that I think I know that would be the company that would do it really, really well. And I, I hope that it's well written and I hope that they have some really good military advisors on that set because it's a story that should really be told. It's fantastic. That's the one I would love. I can, I can I've mentioned that. it a couple times to certain people. <laughs> we're, and we're mentioning it here. <laughs> anyway, yes. well, hopefully, thank you guys so much yes. for joining us. Hopefully this was nice. A lot of great information. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of, of a lot. We'll have lots of links for you. Oh, yeah. Put and, all this um, on the... Yeah, we're Facebook just trying to help you all on the journeys. There are so many things we didn't know coming into this, and this is why we're doing this and talking about this awesome, amazing yeah. dream of being a screenwriter, and this is just another way to make it happen for, for you. Sure. So. I learned a lot. Lots of great stories out there. <laughs> there is. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Thanks so much. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, you made it through another episode. Thanks for joining in. For more information on our podcast and videos, be sure to check out our Facebook page with the same title. Faith, Final Drafts, and The F Word. This episode of Faith, Final Drafts, and The F Word was filmed and recorded in April of 2023 on a gorgeous waterway in northern Wisconsin. A special thank you to Sarah's parents, Janet Harold, for allowing us to produce a few of our podcasts here at their beautiful property.